You've heard me talk about Tacovas, the company carrying on all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. Well, longtime listener Jeremy emailed me to say, Zabe, I was on a work trip to Austin, knew about Tacovas from the podcast, stopped into the store. Next thing you know, I've got a damn good pair of boots and I'm looking sharp with a nice buzz to boot. Giddy up. Tacovas believes in Western for all. And you can feel that when you stop in one of their stores and get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. If you can't make it into the store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 at Tacovas.com. Just use promo code ZABE, that's promo code Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, at checkout. It's a $30 value, and they sell out fast. Only at Tacovas.com. Just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.com. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come lately's. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now, make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money. But if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, Fine, you can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today. This is the ZABEcast. From the mean streets of McLean, Virginia, to the Harvard of the West, UC Santa Barbara. You got 30 minutes for some honest conversation about sports, life, and more? Well, good. Buckle up and let's go. December 7, 2023. Thank you for downloading. Lots to get to today on the program, including a miniature Capital Golf Gang regarding the governing bodies and their rollback of the golf ball starting in 2028. Mark your calendars. That's for the pros, by the way. For us amateurs, us hackers, it won't be till 2030 that they roll the ball back. They say you and I who hit the ball 250 maybe on a good crack, aren't going to see more than five, maybe 10 yards of difference. Boo, boo, rollback. We'll talk to uh, John Ronas and Buddy Christensen about that and some other things in sports. So if you're like, oh, golf, 
golf and football season. I got some football stuff for you today as well. But first, I have been buried in emails regarding Andy. And I love it. Keep the feedback coming. I love it all. That said, I feel bad that I cannot get back to everybody as quickly and as thoroughly as I normally would. So I'm just going to try to read as many as I can here that makes sense, and then we'll move right on. This one from Doug Muldowney. Andy is great, and I always like him on the show. Sure, he had said some preposterous stuff last week, and I also don't agree with all of his takes. I could give a fuck. None of it matters. Everyone needs to just move on. Then there's this. Mike Cox, keep Andy. Whether I agree or disagree with Andy, he's become a staple of my Mondays. Leave him alone. Also, for fuck's sake, there is no need to ever bring up Lynn Elliott ever again. Thank you very much, Zabe. That's all. Michael Cox, KCMO in Kansas City. I'm sorry for bringing that up. This one from Jeff Sharon. Keep Poland. Zabe, longtime subscriber. Don't let the snowflakes get to you. Keep Andy on weekly or as much as you want. Yes, it was ridiculous what he said, but a lot of lefties, like a lot of lefties, he hadn't thought it through. That's what I said. You can't reason yourself out of an opinion that you didn't reason yourself into. And he just kept barreling forward Leroy Jenkins style. I love that. Leroy Jenkins. This one from Eric, Andy, again. Zabe, since you asked in today's podcast, please keep Andy coming weekly. Yes, his his doubling down on college scholarships as slavery was idiotic, and his walk back was very much akin to the joke about the guy being caught in bed with another woman who initially denies it, then becomes indignant and blames it on his wife when she remains upset. Having said that, I still like hearing the two of you bantering about sports and the radio industry. Call it nostalgia if you like. But since I know it won't last forever, I'd appreciate the current schedule versus a less frequent one. Regardless, I prefer you steer clear of any political discussions with Andy as much as possible. This is not because I mind it when you discuss politics. I also don't mind my viewpoints being challenged with rational, factual, and unemotional arguments. But with Andy on these sorts of issues, there's none of that. His positions lack evidence of nuance introspection or perspective when it comes to the quasi-religious orthodoxy that he obviously subscribes to. This makes any related conversation frustrating and one note. Thanks for asking and keep up the great work. Then there's this. Don't bench Andy. James O'Donnell. Zabe, I've been a long-time listener, blah, blah, blah. You don't need to hear my resume, but I just wanted to add my tiny drop into the please don't overreact to this Andy thing bucket. Sure, I can think of a podcast or two where I've simply decided to stop listening because a host went off the rails with a strong, opinionated, and to me, crazy take. This is not one of those times, at least not for me anyway. Andy is my favorite guest of the week, and speaking selfishly, I would hate to see his poor moment negatively impact my podcast listening future. Thanks for everything over the years. Okay, well said. Patrick Hill. Hello, Steez. As far as Andy goes, liberals don't apologize. I'd love to hear his take on anti-Semitism or the liberal Northeast private university campuses. On second thought, I really wouldn't. See, that's what's funny. I am standing in front of that locked basement door of what's going on at these fucking insane campuses where the heads of Harvard and MIT and others are saying, well, calling for the genocide of Jews is not hate speech unless it manifests in actual physical violence. 
Really? Really? This is the square we are now on. It's so tempting because Andy is very proud of being Jewish and being part of, you know, the tribe, as he and others call it. I don't think Andy is very spiritual, having known him all these years, but he's very proud of both being in the tribe, the people, the culture, the traditions, soup to nuts. I would love to know what he thinks. I would love to know if he can rationalize it somehow in his head. But I'm afraid to open that door. I don't even know if I want to like peek in there. Anyway, in other news, says Patrick, I still have cable TV because it's enough variety and I'd like to turn turn channels with my remote. Click, 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 click. I've got no need for the red zone since I'm not much of an NFL fan. Speaking of streaming, so I streamed the Wisconsin-Michigan State game on Peacock, had to resubscribe to Peacock after my wife said, are we using Peacock? And I said, no, nah, not really. And she said, okay, why don't you cancel it? And I said, no problem. Canceled. Then she's like, oh, wait, there was that one show. And I go, oh, you know what? Guess what? No, actually, I said, honey, I'm sorry to say this. I'm going to have to resubscribe because the Big Ten has jumped in bed with NBC slash Peacock. And so they're going to carry a lot of games there. I, I need to have it. And she's like, okay, fine. So I told her, you got the full run of Peacock for whatever the fuck is on it because I'm back in. I have to pay the freight. And so the game was only on Peacock. Badgers won, by the way. Izzo has now lost to Wisconsin three in a row at the Breslin Center, unheard of. Well, Michigan State was ranked four coming into the into the season, and it's gone completely south. They're four and four already. And Tom Izzo, great guy, can't stand him, cannot stand him. Uh, great guy though, great coach. He uh, he said, I don't know what's wrong. Uh, I don't know why why I don't, summer didn't go right, season hadn't gone right. I don't know what happened. Anyway, I'm watching the game. I think the streaming is tough on basketball. It was not smooth, and it was it was clear because the actual graphic on the screen, the score bug, the graphic was clear, bright, not pixelated, sharp, but that's a stationary thing that's presented on the screen, so it doesn't require as much computing because it's not moving anywhere. Basketball is always the toughest of the sports to give the best picture in a digital form because there's more motion. There's 10 people running around plus the referees and the camera is panning back and forth. Football is far more static. Even though there's more bodies on the field, the overall picture is not as challenging in terms of compressing it and sending it to you and then delivering it in a nice visual fashion. I did not like, I found these the actual quality of it to be unacceptable. And I'm here at the apartment in Milwaukee where I get I get Boku internet. So it's not like out on the ranch in Virginia where you know, the internet's spotty at times. This was plenty of internet and it did not look good to me. So does anyone else have that same perception that sometimes, especially with basketball, the streaming picture, while sharp, has a hard time looking good, smooth, visually? Would like to know. He also says, does Patrick Hill on guitar, on technology, I've played guitar for the last 40 years, and I prefer electric due to my taste in rock and metal. With that comes analog versus digital technology with guitar amps and pedals, and I've tried some digital options, but I always went back to analog. Digital gives you more settings, yes, the dreaded settings, but the nuance and sound is not discernible to me. It's also very frustrating getting the settings right. Yes, 
I was this close to packing up the brand new Roadcaster Duo and sending it right back to Best Buy. You know why? Because I turn it on today when you hear the mini Capital Golf Gang later in the podcast. Couldn't get it to see the memory card that I knew was in there that it should have recognized to say, okay, I'm going to record this blah, blah, blah onto this micro SD card. Couldn't get it to see it for love nor money. Turned it off, turned it on, reboot, jiggle it, went into the settings, completely frustrated, probably half an hour of doing this, about to take it away. And I said, let me try one more thing. Hooked it up to the laptop, did the companion app for Rode, restarted that, plugged it in, unplugged it one more time. Ah, suddenly works. I do think this device is too robust. It is too complicated. I fear that I'm going to have some setting deep inside the weeds on this that's not right, that's going to mess everything up. I still may return it, but it's it's very complicated. The boys, the boys and girls, the engineers at Rode down there in Australia really listen to every nerd out there that does any kind of podcast, live stream, band performance who said, hey, could you put this in there? And they go, okay, sure, yeah, all right, we'll take a note of that. Everything is in here which you would think the more stuff that's in there, the more capability, the better, especially if the price point is still reasonable. And this is a $500 device, so it's expensive. But still, too much can be too much at times. I would like it simpler. It's going to stay at least for another day. Then there's this on Andy. John Keller, F Andy. I will never listen to a Zabecast that has Andy Poland ever again. He's a douche. The fact that he acknowledges that screaming at his wife and daughter is an ordinary day in his household is so telling. He's so passive aggressive with nothing to offer. Poland reminds me of those gals in that ESPN betting commercial you talked about, and he appeals to zero customers. He's actually repulsive. Okay. Well, we've lost John Keller on Mondays, and for that, yeah. All right, let's get to some uh, other stuff, non- email, and non-golf related. Nobody said competing in big-time college football was going to be cheap. The University of Wisconsin is getting a new field at Camp Randall Stadium. They have a synthetic turf field currently that looks beautiful and perfect. What's the problem then? Well, it's not heated. Okay, well, it's never been heated, so what's the problem? Football season ends at Camp Randall usually by the end of November when it's cold, but not too cold. Well, they're putting in a new heated field so they will have the ability to host playoff games in the future. Cue my Jim Mora. Playoffs? Don't talk to me about playoffs. I think I now do that bite better than the actual bite. Yes, they're putting it in now because you can never be too short. They still have to make the 12-team playoff starting next year, which is not going to be easy. And they still have to be good enough to host a game. I don't know if there's an NCAA bylaw that says you would not be allowed to host a game at a certain temperature if you don't have a heated field, or if they just said, you know what, while we're spending all this money on buying wide receivers and getting a quarterback in the transfer portal, what's another $5.5 million for a heated field? Again, nobody said this was going to be cheap. 
Should a quarterback who's injured and done for the year be sitting on the bench helping the guy who's in trying to play the game in his replacement? Depends, I guess, on who you are. People are now comparing Joe Burrow in a sling sitting there with a tablet, sitting right next to Jake Browning for the Bengals and their upset win on Monday night against the Jaguars versus Deshaun Watson for the Browns, who was up in a suite next to his girlfriend out for the season watching the Browns instead. It's an easy comparison. It's one that people are going to like to make. I would only caution this. I think there could be an argument that says, do you really want the starter you know, crowding in and like giving you tips like, oh, I think you should do this or look out for that. There's already coaches helping the backup do his thing. And I guess in the case of, you know, this past week with Joe Flacco there, what's Deshaun Watson going to tell Joe Flacco? Joe Flacco has a ring. So while Joe Flacco might appreciate some things that Deshaun would have had to offer, it may not have been relevant. It's a piece of very low-hanging fruit that if you still hate Deshaun Watson, it's easy to clobber him for. NBA Cup. So we're down to the final four in Vegas Thursday. Bucks, Pacers, Pelicans, Lakers. Championship is on Saturday. That's the only extra game that'll be part of the schedule. Look, it's fine. It's on the landscape. It's not going away. I was trying to think of things that have been added to sports that have been then taken away because the powers that be said, nah, this is not really working. The list is very small, if it exists at all. When something expands, like no league has ever contracted. The playoffs have never involved fewer teams where they've gone backwards in that regard. Seasons have never gotten shorter. New wrinkles that at first were kind of ridiculed are like, really? FedEx Cup playoffs or the NASCAR playoffs, uh, these new wrinkles. When the draft was made to be a traveling draft in the NFL, they didn't stop that saying, yeah, this is not worth it. Let's just take it back to New York City, Radio City Music Hall and be done with it. No, they're making it bigger and better. And they're expanding it over more days, which brings us to the NBA. The NBA is apparently going to go to a two-day NBA draft. Okay, (laughs) That's two days in late June. I won't be watching the NBA draft. Even though once upon a time, man, I love the NBA draft because it involved college players that I had spent the previous several months watching who were usually seniors, if not juniors at worst, enter the NBA. And you kind of said, oh, wow, wonder how he's going to be. Now it's almost like in a European expansion draft because that's where the bulk of so many great players are coming from. But Adam Silver says the NBA is moving toward a two-night draft. As far as the NBA Cup goes, look, the games have been, according to all who watch the NBA, at a higher tempo and intensity than a regular November or early December game would be. And if that's the case, that's wonderful. The courts, though, are an abomination. But I understand why they do it. It's flashy, it's gaudy, it's impossible not to glance at a TV in a bar or somewhere and go, oh, must be a cup game. Look at the court. Oh, my God, the court, for God's sakes. Non-sports news. Amy Robach and TJ Holmes, the fired, and I don't want to say disgraced, that's a bit too much, but the fired hosts of Good Morning America who are having a 
out of wedlock affair with each other while both on the air together have a podcast now. Why not? (laughs) That's podcasting. I'm sitting here on a podcast, my own podcast right now. It's the lowest rung of, well, you could do a podcast. Been fired? Need something to do? Going to try to make some money on it? Yeah. Uh, The podcast is called the Amy and TJ Podcast. Very creative. I like it. First episode talks about the aftermath of them being outed as illicit lovers and they're being fired. Robach, who survived cancer, said there were times she wanted to die and didn't even want to get out of bed because she was so afraid of the next headline that was going to come out. It's quite a statement from a cancer survivor. Meanwhile, TJ Holmes was so distraught at one point, he wasn't answering his phone and Robach had to go rush to his Manhattan apartment Get it, uh, broke, break in with the help of the doorman and found him lying catatonic on the bed. She thought he was dead, jumped on him, felt he was still warm. He was just motionless in a state of shock. Boo-hoo. Boo-hoo. The two say they're stronger than ever, though, still committed as a couple, moving ahead, planning a life together, and they got a podcast, so God bless them. I give it 20 episodes, maybe. Remember the Meghan Markle podcast with Prince Harry? 12 episodes, and they got paid like $3 million for that. See, the problem with this, got to keep showing up every day, and you got to have something to say. Okay, you've told us about what happened in the aftermath of getting fired in the affair. Great. What's next? Football picks? Going to get Draft Kings or FanDuel to sponsor you? Okay, my underdog play of the week, which by the way, trash books you should be using my bookie that's mybookie.com everybody promo code zabe charlie zulu alpha bravo echo the best place to get your sweet sweet action amy roback who's beautiful was married to andrew shoe brother of elizabeth shoe one of the most beautiful people in the world he's beautiful his sister is beautiful robox beautiful their kids together are also beautiful so the pretty people keep winning and then there's this kim jong un is begging his citizens to get to fucking (laughs) sorry if your kids were in the car you probably didn't expect that one coming north korean dictator kim jong un has started crying at a recent appearance in public as he begged north koreans to have more babies in the speech north korean birth rates are very low well below the so-called sustainability threshold of 2.0 kids per family. He said, preventing a decline in birth rates and good child care for all of our housekeeping duties we need to handle while working with mothers, Kim said. So yeah, I can understand why not having kids would be a thing that those living in the modern dystopian gulag state of North Korea wouldn't be excited for. Who wants to bring another life into that? On the other hand, if the dear leader, who has been known for acts of savagery against his own citizenry at the slightest of missteps, if he says, get to baby making, better get your pants off. That's all I'm saying. Quick break. When we come back, we'll talk to the boys, the nerds on the Capitol Golf Gang. And I say nerds with the utmost respect and love. John Ronas and Buddy Christensen on the USGA and the RNA saying, stop hitting that golf ball so far. 
You are listening to the Zabecast. If 2024 is the year you're jetting off to a new country, or even just want to expand your language skills beyond English, then I urge you to check out Rosetta Stone today. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years. Why? Because it works. Instead of drilling vocabulary words, with Rosetta Stone you learn by matching audio, from native speakers to visuals, reading stories, participating in dialogues, and other practical language skills that fast-track your ability to communicate fluently. Not only is it a more effective way to learn, it's more fun. Rosetta Stone's advanced voice recognition technology gives you feedback on how well you pronounce words. Other language learning apps use speech recognition to detect what you said. Rosetta Stone tells you how well you said it. Rosetta Stone offers 25 languages with lessons available on your computer, phone, or tablet. And with a lifetime membership, you get forever access to all the lessons for all the languages and never pay a renewal fee. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, ZabeCast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.com. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come lately's. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways. Better lines, better payouts, less rules, you name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now, make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money, but if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, fine. You can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today. Four! Straight down the middle, it went straight down the middle, then it started... Uh, half of the Capital Golf Gang is assembled now on this momentous Wednesday in the game of golf. The rollback has been announced. Say hello to John Ronis and Buddy Christensen. Boys, good afternoon. Happy rollback day. I cannot wait. I've got my calendar marked for Jan 1, 2028, is it? Yeah. That- Drives will fly a little less far, and the game we all love will be saved from the evils of flying at 235 <laughs> on a good drive. <laughs> you you said happy rollback day? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it's the dumbest thing ever. 
Uh, I'm not going to get completely off the rails as far as we're going to try not to get off the rails as far as being uh, nuclear about it. But here's how I would summarize what the governing bodies have done. It's akin to a wife who is nagging her husband. They're living in a house and there's some kids having a rager party next door because the neighbor's parents are gone and it's really loud. And the wife is like, are you going to do something? Listen to them over there. Go say something. And you as the husband try to say, what, what good is it going to do? Like what, what is really going to happen? Like, and she's like, well, do something. So the governing bodies had to go over to the other house. Hey, uh, could you guys keep it down a little bit? Yeah, no, no problem. And they're going to turn it down for five minutes. And then they're just going right back to raging. And then the husband can say, well, I went over there and I told him something. And nothing is really going to change. The whole thing about this rollback is they acknowledge that swing speeds, which has really driven most of this distance gain, are going to continue to go up. So governing bodies live to do one thing. That's govern. And when enough influential people can cry loud enough to go, what are you going to do about this? Look how long everyone's hitting it now. Well, now they're doing something. There, that's the end of my official stance. Rodas, you're going to have first crack at this, and then Buddy's going to weigh in on his end. What do you say? What are we doing? What are we doing? What are we, what are we doing here? It's, it's nonsensical. It's, it's, as I would say, unacceptable. But more than anything... <laughs> It's unnecessary. So, you know, when we're dealing with the the game of golf, like are these governing bodies concerned about the game of golf, the enjoyment of the game of golf? Part of it is being able to hit the ball up in the air, carry it a certain distance. That's the excitement about the game of golf. The not so exciting part of the game of golf, which everyone should be working on, is getting the ball in the hole for the score. But the exciting thing that people that gets people into the game, the thing that gets people into the game is hitting the ball right. with some distance. So now all of a sudden it's cutting it back. Well, that's for the average person. For someone like me, who's been so excited about how equipment and the golf ball and everything has made the game more fun for me. And as I'm aging, I'm still able to keep some of the distance that I had when I was younger. Now, all of a sudden, to roll it back 10, 15, 20 yards, now what? Now I have to go up another tee, things like that. that. They say it won't be that much for you. By the way, happy birthday. As you you age and you get rekindled with your love of the game that you were so good at as a youngster in college at UConn, um, it's not going to be that much for you. Or so says the experts. But I'm, I'm dubious of that, buddy. They say, oh, for the average amateur who is a single digit, he might lose five to six yards on his drive, according to testing. Yes. A couple things. I mean, one thing, they say 2028, and if I read it right, 2030 before everyday people have to really play. 2028 for the pros, 2030 for the rest of us schlubs. So I should remark my calendar, 2030. Unless you go go on tour by 2028. Um, I think... I'll be 60. We'll be 62 Ronas in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I look at it from an administrative standpoint as well. And the, I mean, the counterfeit market is going to be fascinating. Like I want to get involved in the counterfeit market. I think I'm going to put some money in it. 
hold that thought. I redirected Buddy off his point. Buddy, go ahead. The floor no, is so I do think I mean, A, yes, it's five yards off the tee, but it's also some a few yards off your iron coming mm-hmm. in, right? Now I'm hitting mm-hmm. a longer iron already. And now I gotta hit a little bit more of an iron. So it, it affects us more than that. And and I think five to six yards does and should scare us more than nine or 11 yards on tour. Right. I think it, it, even though we may not equate it as, as that important it is, but more than that, where's the advancement of where things are going to go between now and 2028. That's what's interesting too, is maybe they're going to make up all that yardage somewhere else in, in other equipment. Um, because things are advancing. So I do understand it from that standpoint of, you know, where is this going with all these, the technology that they can use to figure out how to better make the equipment and the golf ball is pretty amazing. So I get it from that standpoint. It's, it's uh, the timing seems terrible in that golf's in such a good spot. Now all of a sudden we're going to, we're dealing with a couple really odd and, and I think bad news uh, situations um, with some of the live stuff. And, and now this rollback, it just doesn't sound right. The powers that be have, failed to do the two most important things in this whole thing. One is identify the exact problem and why it is a major problem that needs addressing. Every argument that says, well, here's the problem is the biggest straw man I've ever heard. Oh, all the expense of adding new tees to courses. Number one, it's Augusta that's had to buy some land and build a couple new tees. That's about it. It's not like anyone else is really doing that. Secondly, as you guys know, especially you, Mr. Ronas, as a uh, director of golf at a facility, everything costs money maintaining a golf course. Redoing a bunker lining costs more than building a new tee. Yeah. And you've got about 80 of those that you got to worry about on the golf course. So enough of this nonsense of, oh, it's, it's going to cost so much money to build some more tees. Nobody's building no tea, new tees, and there's other things that cost money. And as far as the classic courses, well, we want to be able to have the classic courses be relevant like they were back in the day, to which I go, oh, so you're going to have them play in tweed jackets with a feathery? Because that's where they were. It and like, it's the water, today. The water. water. What well, is his character? It's the water. The water, water, these courses. And by the way, if it's, if it's, if it's, you don't water. Forget. If it's 11 yards, we're rolling the ball back 3%. 3%? Yeah. Tour average being 300 yards, so, 11 yards, yeah. three and a half percent. I mean, what, what what's the purpose of that? If you're talking about these awesome venues being taken out of the mix because they're not long enough, well, they played the Open at Marion in Philly, and it was the lowest scoring Open in a long time. It was very short. The reason they didn't want to go back there is because they had no place for the corporate tents. Right. Or to park. Because that's how they determine major sites, acreage for the corporate tents and the merch. Not the classicness of the course. So they're all straw man arguments. And then on the back end, I have asked some of my friends who are in favor of the rollback saying, so what does victory look like? This is a military question that's often asked. So what does victory look like? So you, you roll the ball back. It worked quote unquote, the way you wanted to, what does it look like? Tell me the benefits are going to flow in now that the top players in the game are carrying it three, that Ludwig Aberg now carries it three fifteen instead of three thirty. So on a 490 yard par four, he now has, instead of 100 and 
140 in, my math is never very good, 160 in, he's now got 175. So instead, buddy, of a eight iron in, he's got a seven iron? And probably not even a seven iron. What? Well, and yeah, probably, probably not. And and the other thing is he's probably got something else in there that can get another 10 yards out of that drive if he really needs it. Right. <laughs> if gonna, he wanted it, right. Yeah. And so we and we don't. We're hitting it as hard and fa- as far as we possibly can. But I think if you if you took those the the tour, if you let I me mean, Marion, perfect example, like you tighten that up to to small fairways, maybe slow the fairways down a little bit. And and then you make it tough around the greens. These guys, that that scares them more than anything. Which they did. Well, and yeah. it's a temporary. You know, you can always widen the fairways back out for the membership yeah. after a major event is held there. But you know, my, my other question: when we take a look at at all, you know what? I lost my train of thought. Keep keep going, buddy. I'll I'll get I'll get what I'm coming back to. End of it. So you you got places like Marion that held it. It was great. It was hard as. Chinese trigonometry and they did it because it was tight. It was tricky. The rough was super high and they had a couple very, very hard holes, a 230 yard part three, uh, 18 is classically long and difficult and was long and difficult for Justin Rose who ended up winning. Uh, Olympic club is not very long, but with its sloped fairways and teensy tiny greens, they still hold opens there and it's not a big deal. So really, I don't even see what victory looks like. Well, so far, the point that I, w- I thought about was, when you see the leaderboard, how are the scores listed on the leaderboard? By score, not by, by under par. Yes. So what's wrong with making par 72s, par 70s, par 68s for that matter? Great. So that at the end of the day, you still have the same amount under par or more or less under par. Right. Because the course theoretically to par got significantly longer, yet you didn't affect the 99% of the people who enjoy the game. So it, they're not listing that he shot 68. They shot five under right. or four under. So what's wrong with a par 68? Another great point. Another great point. The scoring average on tour over the years has barely budged because the distance gains have been mitigated by trickier, more lightning fast and rock hard greens. Yes. And so, it just, and then on top of it, the, the the other argument that is a straw man. Well, we want we want there to be skill involved. That we think the distance is taking skill out of the game. To which I say, so show me the long drive slappies who are on ESPN four at midnight out in Mesquite hitting at four ten. Which one of those guys has won an event lately? Because all the good players who hit it long are still going to be the good players when they hit it a little less long. There's not any circus freaks winning tournaments only because the ball goes too far. The best players are still the best players. Not to mention, I would argue that when you hit it longer, the percentage that you can hit it off is decreased because that ball goes further offline. It's in the air forever. Mm-hmm. I, I remember one one time at the Potomac Cup at Rocky Gap in uh, uh, West, not West Virginia, but Maryland. There's a downhill par five, great driving hole in the front nine. Okay, and it's a super launch tee box, right? And we had one guy who was on the Maryland team, team Dave Anselm, who did compete in long drive contests from time to time, and so he he would get up there on that tee box at that year's event and he would just let it go. And I remember standing there watching him once and he hit an absolute rocket 
and it looked great for a long, long time in the air, Mr. Ronis. But guess what? It just stayed in the air, stayed in the air, stayed in the air, and it just kept drifting. It just kept yawing yep. ever so slightly. Yep. And it ended up off the fairway in an impossible lie. Sure. So that's another thing that's in the equation. But again, the bodies listened to enough people who were bitching about it and did something because they were told, go to the neighbor's house, tell them to turn that music down, drive the ball less far, and save save the day. So they've gone and done that. The tours didn't want it. The manufacturers didn't want it. They were hoping for bifurcation and the uh, local model rule ball. They didn't get that. So here we are. So what's going to happen, buddy? You as a guy, uh, founder of Golfdom Golf and Tyson's, uh, now in an advisory role, but been in the golf equipment retail business for a long time. What's going to happen on the retail side? I don't know. It's going to be interesting. The uh, the closest thing I can think, I mean, we had to wedge rollback five, six, ten years ago, whatever that's been. Meaning going Fire- from V grooves to, or square grooves to V grooves? Yeah. So that was to, to eliminate some spin there. And I don't know that it really affected tour players, but whatever, we kind of all forgotten about that. Ronald, you're shaking your head. That didn't. The- yeah. Not a spec. Okay. Not a spec. Yeah. And 0.83 COR was the other big one when Callaway came out with the 0.86 and actually TaylorMade had one. The minute that US, the USGA announced it, we had to pull all the TaylorMades off the, off the shelf. Callaway kind of fought it for a little bit. Eventually, they they backed down on it. All right, real quick for the non-golf nerds out there, COR is coefficient of restitution. It measures the springiness of the face of a golf club, of like a wood, a driver, or a three-wood. And the number refers to some calculation about if it's beyond this much springy, it's illegal. And they put it into other sports. They put it into baseball and the baseball bats and things for safety purposes. So it's, yeah. you know, it's not a big deal and I'm, I'm fine with that. But, you know, again, it's, it's unnecessary for the average player to now, again, not chirping into buddy, but when do we stop buying the traditional ball? Well, do they, we know, do we, do we buy the, the new ball as it comes out and wait for it to happen? They, How do we manage this in a tournament situation? Oh, they, it's, oh it's a mess. Great questions. Yeah. They said yeah, we're going to play in a tournament. December 31st, 2029 with the old ball. And then January 1st, 2030, from what I understand with, with a new ball. And I don't think anyone's going to play the old ball until they have to play the new ball. But, but back to the, the COR, the reason I bring that up is the manufacturers stood behind the USGA relatively quickly on that one. I'm not so sure they will on the golf ball one. That's, that's one that. um, Currently. What's that? You, you say currently some manufacturers may go rogue still? I don't – no, no. Right now they won't go rogue, but I don't know that they're going to come out. Like the next day, TaylorMade came out and said, we fully support the USGA and their decision to roll back the COR issue and, and was fully supportive. This hits home a little bit differently, and it hits, um, you know, Titleist, obviously, from a golf ball standpoint. But Callaway, TaylorMade uh, – Bridgestone, Strixon, they're all putting a lot of emphasis on golf ball sales, and this this affects them. So I don't know how they're going to react to it, which will ultimately uh, play in this somehow, some way. But, you know, if they, they decide... They said, believe it or not, the, the I think believe it was Mike Wan said this, he said that apparently some 
30% of golf balls now will still conform in 2028, 2030. I read something like that. And I also read the tour professional from 20 years ago would not conform. <laughs> right. The, the title is tour professional, which used to be the standard ball would somehow not conform. Okay. So that's going to add Ronus even more mayhem. And you being a guy with boots on the ground at the courses as a golf professional, you see this kind of bickering all the time. In fact, I was in your office one day when there was a rules dispute that came rolling in. Yeah. And it seemed pretty tense. And I said to you, wow, that seems like a tense one. You go, ah, just another day running an event. Every day. <laughs> and so every day it's something to complain about. And so what am I going to do? Take a magnifying glass to a ball to see if it's conforming because it has the proper star on it or something like that. I mean, there's going to be so many counterfeit balls out there that there's no way that I'm going to be able to tell under certain conditions. It's again, maybe it's not, I, here's the argument. Oh, well, it's not going to be a big deal. So if it's not a big deal, then don't change it. Yeah. Right. If it's not right, they can't have it both ways. It won't be a big deal. Rory who I'm sorry, Ronis, I'm finally out on Rory. It kills I'm not me. out on him, but I'm I'm leaning in the him. wrong direction because this is a stupid one to get behind for yeah. Rory. He should Rory should just back out of everything and just play golf. Yeah, he should be like dumb idea, but I don't control it. Good luck. Yeah, I'll see you out in the middle of the fairway, three twenty from the tee. Right, <laughs> that's where I live. No, he said the average player on Twitter. He said this on Twitter. He goes the average player won't miss five or ten yards, and I thought that's very Marie Antoinette of you. Let him eat cake. <laughs> You're yes. not going to miss the yardage. Oh, easy for you to say, Mr. McElroy. Right. So, yeah. It's I'm, I'm going to miss the yardage because, again, right. a par five, if it's 15 yards off the tee for me, and then it's five yards off of an iron or maybe eight yards off of a hybrid, I've just added 30 yards to a hole. And when you take a look at it, it doesn't seem crazy, but psychologically – when I step up to a par four and it's three ninety nine, oh okay, reasonable. I can maybe birdie this hole. Four, when it's four seventeen. Oh my God, I'll never get home. <laughs> right, right. Well, they'll say they'll say, Ronus, move up, old man. Happy birthday, fifty five years old. Yeah, yeah. I think I get to it fifty five. Yeah, I mean they, but, they'll say move up, and so that's the answer there. But there's no doubt the amateur has been punished with this move because the pros and the manufacturers didn't want to go with it, and the LPGA was stunned today going, oh, we didn't think we were involved in this, but I guess we are. They're not going to be happy. Right. No one's going to be I, happy. Well, the well, fact can... that, that like Jeff Shackelford, you know, the architect nerds out there are rejoicing. They're like the Taliban. Turn that music off. We're going backwards in time to when you couldn't drive it past 284 off the tee. When Dan Pohl led the tour in driving distance. Well, <laughs> and what can, fun I'm, is that? Huh? What, what fun is that? And the other thing is, you, you know, when I play a golf course, oftentimes, even though I'm not playing those tees, a new golf course, I'll go back to the back tees because sometimes it's one of the most beautiful parts of the golf course to see it from the back tees. Right. And so all of a sudden now the people who are playing those tees is greatly reduced. And it's a shame because those golf courses that were built in the new era have some gorgeous, gorgeous areas from way back. And now again, it's just it becomes obsolete. Yeah. And in I the other direction, we're gonna have to build tees forward. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, and I can promise you, I've never had a customer come in here and say, how, how are these three golf balls compare? And to be able to say, well, this one's certain distance. This one's only three yards shorter and this one's only five. And they go, okay, I'll take the one that's only five yards. Shorter. Yeah, right. <laughs> They're right. going to take every yard they can get. I cannot wait for the arguments at club tournaments that erupt over this guy has an illegal ball. He may have a completely conforming ball, but it won't matter if the guy who loses to him in the singles match of a final, you know, uh, match of the club championship, if he blows it past him on just one hole, that golfer will lose his mind. He'll insist. I've told, I've, I've, I've insist. told the story before on the air so, that I was at, I was at Woodmont one year and Bobby Clampett came into the golf shop and he said, do you have a club repair room? Yeah. He went back there with a hacksaw and sawed a Titleist in half because he was guaranteeing that something was different about that. Now, is that what I'm going to do during the member guest? I'm sorry. I'll have to have that ball. Let me go back and saw it in half and see if it's conforming. It's ridiculous. Well, I don't know how the manufacturers are going to have to, I mean, come up with new brands at that point. I mean, are you going to have a Pro V1 2030? How are they going to differentiate that, too? I don't know. You know, they'll figure out a way to dress it up and sell it as something sizzly and shiny and new, and guys like me will buy it and, you know, whatever. I did buy stock, though, in a lot of lake recovery companies, like golf ball lake recovery companies. Like, those stocks are up across the board. What's that? Yeah. They don't have actual stock? Okay. If they yeah. had stocks for Ed's Lakeland, Florida-based pond recovery golf ball service. By the way, do you, do you think the average person listening right now who's not a super golf fan, and we appreciate you hanging through this, we're about done, and I'm going to ask the boys a couple of football questions, but do you think the average non-golfer knows how golf balls are taken out of lakes? Oh, no. No. It's it, But that would be a great story for them to learn about the maniacs who are down in Florida it's, swimming with alligators yes. in a wetsuit taking golf balls right. and selling them for 50 cents. For those of you non-golfers, it's not like lakes on a golf course or ponds have a neat little net that sits under the water and they just pick it up and all the balls fall to the bottom and they dump it out. And it's not like they can just take a giant rake on a pole and drag all the balls out of there because some of them are way out there, 10 feet, 12 feet deep, and they're stuck in the mud so literally a guy in a wetsuit with a scuba tank is down in the muck, zero visibility, snapping turtles, snakes, and yeah. yet alligators, hand by hand, grabbing balls out of the mud, putting them into a bag. And that's what he does for a job. Well, it's okay. I really don't want to do this today, but it's my job and I get paid. So let's go. And most of them only have like eight fingers. So it's good. <laughs> Called lefty. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what's up, boys, on football? I know you both uh, are, are sportsmen at heart. You're not just golfers. Buddy, your commanders are a gosh dang dumpster fire, but they're not yours anymore. You jump ship to the Packers like me. No, I came back, Zabe. I came back because wow! the owner is gone. So I had to come back. And you know what? Okay. I wasn't, I was certainly no help to the Packers last year <laughs> as in my year of fandom there, um, which, by oh, the way. Yeah. You know, from from several visits to Lambeau, I had my reasons for going with the Packers, and I still like the Packers and still root for your Packers. Okay, I am back to the Commanders. All right, uh, we'll see where it goes. And yeah, it's a disaster right now. It's a disaster. Yeah, the, the end of the year can't come soon enough for them to fire everybody, clean house, 
and start over. No doubt. Well, my two teams, I think, have a combined wins of five where I root for the home team, so the Commanders, but I'm a Patriots fan. So great, your- great year for me. <laughs> so, Ronas, what do you think about Belichick right now? He's got to go. He's okay. Go. Yeah, but I mean, there's he- no question he's got to go. Do you think he is, because you're a coach yourself of young golfers, he's, you know, as a coach, do you think he's humiliated by this? Is or, he humiliated? Yeah. Is no, he's, he looks at himself in the mirror and he says, these kids are soft and they can't play in my system. And I don't know if he thinks that it's passed him by, but the fact is that he he doesn't blame himself. He blames the culture of the youth. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, Belichick's never wrong. Bill Belichick. Never wrong. Terrible GM, that's for sure. The defense is still playing hard. They have held opponents to 10 points or fewer, three straight games in their own three. That hasn't happened in the in the league since 1938. I think Belichick, the one thing that really they have to say is Belichick is a miserable uh, talent, uh, if you want to call it, and not only in players, in coaches. Oh. Because if you take a look at his tree of coaches who have gone – Yeah. But they worked. They worked under him when they had Tom Brady. Yeah, it's Brady. It's Brady. Him. It's obvious. He's the greatest player to ever walk the planet. Pardon. And Dave, do you see him coming here to Washington then? After all of that, no. no way. Nobody's coming to Washington. Right. Not until you get a new stadium. Not until you get a new stadium and the stink of Snyder, like a terrible fart after Taco Bell finally clears the room. It's going to be years before that smell wafts away, and you need a stadium. Yeah. Nobody, no player, no coach of any significance is going to come and look at that dump and say, yes, I'd like to come to work here eight, t- eight times a year or, or at a Redskin Park or, excuse me, Commander's Field Yard Training Center with the bubble, with the bounce house. <laughs> the only NFL team that's still practicing in a bounce house. So. It's unbelievable. As well as, Abe, how far is Lambeau's practice facility from their stadium? Uh. 38 steps, right? Yeah, so like, forces. I know I went to Cincinnati one year for a flag football championship. There are practice fields right next to the stadium. We're talking Ashburn and Maryland right now. I mean, that's a joke. <laughs> that's separated by how many miles and, yeah. how, many, and, and, and how many teeth gnashing moments trying uh, to navigate. Oh, God. It's a nightmare. All right, uh, boys, uh, great talk, and uh, we look forward to reassembling the golf nerds in full with Mr. Ghoul for even more golf stuff. We're going to start a new regime for the Capital Golf Gang in 2024, so we'll uh, let everyone know about that when we get our act organized. Otherwise, Merry Christmas, and I'll leave Merry it Christmas, back. fellas. Same to you guys, and uh, hey, get out and play some golf this weekend. It's going to be warmer out here. Yeah, it's going to be nice. Yeah, and buy some stuff at Buddy's Shops. Right. All right. <laughs> See you, boys. I'll see you. All right, one last item to send you off with today. I know this is mostly a visual thing, but you can look it up. Dale Irby, I-R-B-Y, gym teacher, Dallas, Texas, in 1974 began his career as a gym teacher, as a humble gym teacher. Hey, quit that grab ass. Get those, get those balls in the bin there. We got to go here. Come on now. In 1974, Irby realized he had worn the same outfit the previous year on picture day. What was the outfit? It was a off yellow collared shirt and a 
sort of camel-colored vest, sweater vest. He has glasses and a mustache. So back-to-back years, same outfit. Did he say to himself, you know what? I'm going to change this up. Got to make a note of this picture day. Wear something different. No, he did the opposite. He leaned into it. His wife, Kathy, dared him to wear the same outfit the next year. So he did. And the year after that. And the year after that. And the year after that. So we now have a 40-panel photo collage of gym teacher Dale Irby wearing the same Dwight Schrutian outfit on picture day. (laughs) Similar glasses, same gym teacher tight mustache. Hair was graying, but he stayed relatively fit through the years. And there it is. That, my friends, is nothing short of a 40-year work of art. Coach Irby, may you enjoy your retirement, my friend, and well played. Well played. That's a wrap for me today, and that is the end of your free portion of the ZabeCast. If you would like to subscribe to five days a week and know that you're contributing to the ongoing efforts of me buying equipment, returning equipment, and always chasing that extra 1% of audio fidelity, well then subscribe and become a ZabeCast 1%er and get Fridays where I've got Scott and Solly, the old gang, back together to go through your looking live during football season plus Mr. X and his picks. And just to help contribute. If not, that's fine. We all have a budget. We buy for we buy stuff. We return stuff. We get streaming services. We cancel them like Peacock. We bring them back on. Come and go as you please. You do get 12 months for the price of 11 if you sign up for a year. Otherwise, go month to month and cancel whenever you want. I will let you go without any fight, fuss, or argument. Thanks for listening. Have a great Thursday. And we will see you next time. Just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.ag. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come lately's my bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways, better lines, better payouts, less rules, you name it. Plus you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code Zabe, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to a thousand dollars. Now make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money, but if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, fine. You can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today.